0: So, um, you know, I've been thinking about affirmative action a lot lately, and uh, of course, most people have probably heard that the Supreme Court will be hearing um, an affirmative action case uh, this fall, but I guess they're not going to make a decision until June 2023, maybe. I don't know their schedule, but it's going to be, it's going to be probably another, about a year before they they rule on this um, affirmative action uh, case, which I don't know why it takes them so long, right? Why does it take these people so long? But the only reason why they're even gonna hear the case is because one man, one man, right, had the balls to uh, bring a lawsuit. And what he did specifically is he's not even a lawyer he's a legal strategist. His name is Edward Bloom and Blum. And he, um, what he, what he does is he finds plaintiffs that would make good plaintiffs who have been wronged by affirmative action discrimination. Um, and you know, I think he chose to focus on Asians because that's a real group of people who are not white, right? Cause whites are being vilified in the media, the press, you know, everyone likes to hate on white people, but Asians, you know, maybe maybe the broader public, maybe the Supreme Court can feel more sorry for them. So, the specific cases he, he has engineered, you could say, have been, I think, Asian plaintiffs against Harvard and against UNC for discrimination uh, based on admissions, right? He's, he's claiming, they're claiming, plaintiffs are claiming that these uh, universities discriminate against Asians in favor of blacks, right? And brown people. So, um, it's a discrimination case and he's, you know, in the, in the case, it's all about, you know, equal protection clause, the 14th amendment and how, um, discrimination, uh, by any government or, gov- you know, institution that's taking government funds is, uh, is unconstitutional is illegal. <laughs> um, you know, but it's it's funny that you know I don't know how the Supreme Court works, but if this guy didn't do what he did, if he wasn't a legal strategist, if he didn't start this organization called the the Students for Fair Admissions, right, which is the nonprofit that that brings these cases on behalf of uh, the plaintiffs, or somehow is involved, right, provides the legal support. If he didn't do what he was doing, the Supreme Court wouldn't be hearing these cases or this case against affirmative action. They wouldn't even be thinking about it. I mean, there's got to be a better way to get these cases that need to be heard to the Supreme Court faster, right? And, you know, not necessarily have to bring lawsuits. Why is it that you have to bring lawsuits for them to even be contemplating about crucial subjects in our legal system? I, I don't know, you know? I wish I did though. (laughs) But if this is how it's done, if this is how important issues are brought to the attention of our Supreme Court and how huge decisions get decided um, that affects millions of lives, millions, hundreds of millions of lives, affirmative action touches a lot of people. It touches the people they discriminate against, it touches the people that they discriminate for, it touches all of the bureaucracy. At these universities, it's a billion, multi-billion-dollar industry. Right, the diversity industry is a trillion-dollar probably industry or more. Um, it's a huge expense. It's a huge waste. It's also uh, discrimination, right? It doesn't help black people in the sense that now I don't like to use this argument because I don't like to focus it on black people. The black people are the one being discriminated for, not against. But a lot of people point out that the blacks who, who get these affirmative action seats they don't belong there they can't compete they're resentful they start they start uh complaining about how their bad grades are the form of racist you know teachers and they start to resent their white and asian peers who are doing better than them Um, they tend to go into diversity fields you know it's a big mess and then the white people always resent them right because what we automatically assume is that they don't they don't belong there they didn't get their job they didn't earn it they're not smart enough to be there every single white person thinks this of a black person at any school, regardless because of, because of affirmative action law, we think, and this is the default, right? You know, until proven otherwise, until you can prove you're actually smart, you are an affirmative action hire. You don't deserve to be there. We resent the hell out of you, especially if you get, you know, one of these cushy jobs at a big company that we know you don't deserve. We know you're just a quota right? You're just a black person that's there. It's very, It creates a very hostile environment. It creates white people not liking black people. It creates this division, this hostility. It exists whether you want to face up to it or not. It's the truth, right? So uh, there might be a lot of white people that are lying to you, uh, but it's the truth, right? This is the truth, um, is that it creates this horrible, hostile feeling among the races. This is partly why our race relations are so unbelievably terrible in this country, right? It's because of affirmative action. Now, would they be worse if affirmative action didn't exist? I I don't know the answer to that. The resentment and hatred that Black people have in this country is probably going to get worse. affirmative action is ended or not, Black people will probably riot whether affirmative action is ended or not. They're still going to riot. They're rioting now. What's going to stop them from rioting in the future <laughs> if, if, if we keep affirmative action, right? Because they're, they're doing it now. They're not very happy now. They still hate white people now. So they're going to hate, hate us regardless of whether we take away their affirmative action or not. But um, this Edward Blum guy, this, uh, I can't take any calls because I'm actually driving, I apologize um, but this Edward Blum guy he is the only reason why this affirmative action case is being heard so if that tells me if we want to bring more cases to the Supreme Court that matter you know, discrimination cases or whatever uh, whatever kind of case you can think of uh, we need to be activists on the right like this Edward Blum guy and he's not even a lawyer. You don't even have to be a lawyer to bring a case. All you have to do is is think about what he's done, where he has put together plaintiffs with attorneys who actually you know argue the case, I suppose, um, in front of the Supreme Court. And I don't know how that how that works, but um, uh, we need to become activists, and we we need to become kind of more like what the is, you know the left. All they do is act, you know is activist work, activist work, activist work, activist work. They have infiltrated every single institution, uh, every single university. Um, I was just listening to an interview yesterday with Richard Cania and this guy from UT Austin talking about how this this one Liberty um, Institute that they tried to get funded to try to you know talk you know talk about liberty in the economics department and get some people that aren't just diversity hires, you know, and, 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 you know, blacks just in there to talk about how they need reparations or whatever. Um, it was taken away from them. Like it was funded by the legislature in Texas to, to fund this program. People, people donated to this program at UT to be started to be a, a, you know, right wing liberty minded economics program. For just a select group of, of students like 50 people or something like something small just a seminar uh for freshmen and uh the president had to okay it but then he put in charge of implementing the program a crt black activist right so this black crt activist went out of his way to shut it down right to shut down this freedom liberty center uh, just just one program that the right wanted to have on UT's campus because the left, you know, the, UT all the universities are really really left wing, and they wouldn't even allow this kind of program to exist. Now they need to have to, they're going to have to explain to their donors, you know, why this money was stolen to be given to a bunch of black CRT people at, at this college, um, you know. They're pretending like they're going to start this program, but they basically took the funds away. And so the group of people, the small group of people at UT who wanted to who wanted to start this little seminar, uh, you know, on liberty and, and economic thought, uh, basically said, well, you know, you're, you won't let us hire who we want to. Uh, you're co-opting the funds. So I guess we're just not going to be a part of it anymore. Um, you know, why doesn't the governor, the governor of Texas is supposedly... On the right right supposedly a gop guy but he doesn't act like it does he? he he really doesn't act like it he acts like a covert leftist right it's just doing the left's bidding i don't know if the left is just so powerful that the right can't stand up to it anymore and if if, if i think that people on the right don't have no idea what's going on in their country they have no idea the influence and power of these leftist activists, right, who are out to destroy anyone who deems challenge their views, right? They want to punish them. They want to fire you. I mean, they're not even allowing people to have thoughts independent, you know, of, of their ideology outside universities. These universities need to be defunded, number one, right? Throw all these people on the streets, throw all these black diversity hires these crt you know ideologues get like they should not be at universities number one i don't i don't think taxpayers want to pay for that right the left right black people don't really pay taxes right (laughs) some do but let's be let's be honest right who's paying the taxes in this country it's usually not blacks um so yeah we need to end universities number one. This is where all this CRT affirmative action garbage is 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 really promoted. It, and you know, these black affirmative action hires who can't really do anything else because they can't compete, they just study diversity, they study black studies. Um not a real degree, right? Not a real field that, that, that matters, that means anything, that brings value to anybody. They're just lurches, right? They just leak they just like leeches. They're in the bureaucracy of these companies they get hired into. Um, But it starts at college because they they go to college on affirmative action and then they get these cushy jobs in HR at these big companies that they've shaken down, right? Uh, Big tech or whoever, under threat of government law, because... You know, so it starts at universities with affirmative action. But why does it start there with affirmative action? Because they can. Because affirmative action is the law, right? Affirmative action is, um, is allowed. That's why it's so important to challenge this where it can be overturned at the Supreme Court level. That's why we need more activists. We need more people who are legal strategists who are constantly bringing cases, right, constantly bringing cases, I want to see constant cases of agitation, of legal challenges, of discrimination, it's almost like whites have just accepted their place, right, and, um, and that's too bad, um, so I apologize, I'm in my car, I can't really take, take any, take any calls, um, I'm actually gonna have to end this here.